1: Brought to you by johnnytshirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear.
2: Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. We're sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt, johnnytshirt.com. Of course, rate us, review us, subscribe, all that good stuff. I've got a threesome here tonight. We need three to talk about this 9173 fanny whipping of Duke by North Carolina I'm gonna go to Dewey Burke first Michael Brooker of course is with me as well if you're watching on YouTube Uh, Dewey I'm not sure that a Duke Carolina game in this season and this time frame could end it any better for North Carolina
1: no that's right it feels great to get a sweep and you feel really good for the seniors you feel really good for Garrison especially and I think everybody's heart broke a little bit when he went down and rolled his ankle just thinking that he might Missed his last home game. So I was thrilled to see him come back and thrilled to see him play well, uh, knocked down a three from the top of the key. So he had it going. He felt good. And uh, other than the turnovers and sorry, my kids are super excited too about the, about the win. So you might hear them. Um, Other than the turnovers, we really played well, shot the ball. Great. Really controlled the game. We, we were more physical than them. And uh, boy, it could have been about 30 plus if we took a little bit better care of the ball. So uh we're better than them this year there's no question than that uh no question about that and I'm glad we showed it I'm glad this wasn't a nail-biter I'm glad we didn't let them really get any kind of confidence to think they can make this a game
2: Mike looking at the emotion there at the end of the game of course it's always emotional before end games emotional Carolina's beaten. Duke Garrison comes out what are you thinking as a former Carolina player given how this Carolina family thing works
0: uh, I just think ultimately he he probably realized it's coming to an end. You know, they've had some really – he's had some really uh, good ups, some um, some great moments and some low moments last year. Um, you know, coming into this year as the preseason ACC player of the year and, and maybe not quite playing as well as he had hoped or uh, being a biggest contributor as he had hoped with, with the more talent we've had on the floor this year. But just I think the finality of it probably, coming in, knowing that that was the last time he was stepping off the floor uh, against Duke, especially, again, in a very emotional and resounding win, and it probably just all hit him at that moment. And so it was a great way to send him off and send those seniors off because they've definitely given a lot to the program and had some ups and had some downs. But just that was a great way to, to play there, to finish off their last game in the Smith Center.
2: Yeah, a few, few guys have had the ups and downs that this bunch has had. Of course, there have been – some that have, uh, but to see them at least get these wins. Dewey, one guy I want to talk about before we talk about the game is a guy like Sterling Manley. I mean, he's been through it. He can't stay healthy. Um, he's worked, he's worked, he's worked, and he gets to get out there, gets an alley-oop, gets a couple minutes, a couple points. I mean, you got to feel good. It, even if you're not a Carolina fan, as a human being, you got to feel good about a kid like that.
1: You do, and, and the tell-tale sign is – seeing our bench when he got his bucket and how excited they were for him. Uh, every staff member, every manager, you could see Jonas, the strength coach who probably spent more time with him than anyone. Uh, and looks like it. Sterling looks
2: big and oh, strong. He um, looked like a monster. <laughs> he looks enormous. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, but uh, that made you feel good. And and then again, the biggest thing is to see how your teammates react in a time like that. And that was pretty cool for him, I'm sure. And, you could see that with that smile on his face. Uh, that was really, really nice to see.
2: Yeah, that as a guy watching from afar, that's always the coolest thing for me and a lot of other Carolina people um, that didn't play the game with you guys is to see how the bench reacts when teammates are, are getting run and getting having a good time. I know both of you guys experienced that on both sides of the – of the pendulum there and so it's just pretty awesome to watch let's talk about the game a little bit mike i'll come to you first you you know like do we said carolina's better than duke it's a great matchup for carolina the way duke plays especially this duke team Uh, but the turnovers and i'm gonna start negative and we will build to all the positive but the turnovers that second half was just brutally sloppy and you could see roy williams i mean you're pleased with 18 point win but you could see coach williams just saying oh you know here we go again. Luckily, they were up far enough, and Duke's just not any good. Um, but yeah, that is one of those things where they got to figure that out, and it, they got to figure it out before Wednesday.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean that could have easily been like, a, as Dewey stated earlier, a thirty-point win, and you know, it's hard to, it's hard to um, uh, be too negative of an eighteen-point win. But like you said, it could have been worse. We we could have put them. You know, probably uh, the biggest lob, one of the most lopsided losses in the in the uh, series, which would have been awesome. But nonetheless, uh, just um, even when it wasn't a turnover, sometimes it was just uh, hurried shots. You know, coming down, you know, two on three or one on three or whatever, and just take took some shots that were just kind of um, not very characteristic of what how you're going to play when you're trying to. You know, I don't say milk a lead, but you also want to make sure you're getting good shots and being efficient offensively and whatnot. So yeah, 20 turnovers was too many. Um, you know second half like you said was was relatively sloppy at times but um you know just took advantage of uh, our size in the, in the post down there and you know Walton hit some big shots and we'll talk obviously more about, about some of the perimeter guys and their their contributions
2: yeah looking at let's start with Caleb Love Dewey uh, um he was really good in Cameron he was really good tonight it, Turnovers a little bit of an issue there, and the slippiness, but he hit some big shots. He hit a couple of threes, another seven assist night. Uh, I mean, what is it about Caleb Love and Duke? He's gotten better as the season's going on, but his two best games have been against Duke. I, I think he's taken a little bit personal when he goes up against those guys.
1: A little more emotion from him, a little more attitude in both of the the matchups against. Uh, the Blue Devils attitude in a good way, I mean, Uh, some more swagger that he played with. He seems to really uh, build off of hitting a shot or two early. When he makes uh, a three or a jumper early, it seems to give him confidence and he plays with a little more mojo. Uh, And he did have four turnovers. I really think he should have had two. I thought two of the turnovers they called on him, which were walks or getting bumped out of bounds, were fouls that they didn't call. So We'll give him a little bit of a break, seven to two assist. The turnover ratio is really good. Um, but he was terrific. He got to the rim. He attacked the glass. He made his free throws, made a couple outside shots, uh, made a great pass on, uh, on a penetration baseline to Mondo that he ended up missing, but Walker finished. Uh, he did a really good job running the show overall. And uh, this is who we thought we were getting. I, I, I hate continuing to say that, uh, but this is what he's so capable of and, and he's, he, you know, he, he makes a great play in transition offensively, comes down in and out, in and out, pulls it from the elbow, comes right back down on defense, puts a bunch of pressure on and forces a turnover. Those are the things he's capable of uh, when he's when he's locked in and, and playing well. He's just had stretches where he goes 0 for 6, 0 for 8, and turns it over four times, and it obviously affects him. So we'll see the Caleb we get now that we're in the postseason, but
2: this is how good he can be. Yeah. And, and the fact that as Carolina goes, as he goes, so does Carolina probably more so than any player I can remember in, in at least recent history. I don't remember Carolina being so reliant, especially on the freshman, which puts that much more pressure on him. But he, again, aside from the turnovers and I agree with you there, you know, if you two hand shove somebody out of bounds, it's gotta be a foul of some sort. Uh, Brooke, you mentioned Kerwin Walton, and I continue to think back, and I said this on the Inside Carolina Live earlier today with Joey Powell. Where would this team be without this guy? I mean, he is fantastic when he's in rhythm, which makes his performance, what, five days ago, seem like a what-the-hell moment. I mean, where did that come from? Just speak to, to him making the shots. It changes the entire game for Carolina. No
0: doubt. I mean – um, yeah, that's what uh, – he's been so good all year, so that's what made the disappearing act on on Monday night so bizarre. Um, but, yeah, he was uh, good early, you know, on it early. Um, the crossover, I didn't know he had that in his repertoire, but the crossover on Baker, I believe it was, pull up three. Um, you know, I've seen him do it in the mid-range, but that was really impressive. And you
1: know. the pocket pass to Garrison, too, on the pick-and-roll where they're catching, yeah. you know, the pick-and-pop. That I mean – Those are the things we weren't sure he had, right, Brooke? And he showed that, and you think about he's still just a freshman.
0: Yeah, he's expanding his game, and, you know, with being a dead-eye shooter like that, if he can expand his game and be able to take it off the dribble a little bit, be able to come off that pick-and-roll and and hit hit the rollers, and, yeah – his recruitment towards the end was kind of bizarre. He was supposed to commit one night and next thing you know it was 2 days later and he still hadn't committed. But boy that has been a huge that was a huge commitment and well worth the wait to get him in the fold and and to see his improvement and to to hopefully have him on campus for 3 or 4 more years is going to be a pleasure to watch.
2: Yeah, and I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but Roy always talks about how Marcus Page's recruitment and and he was a player that really made a difference and there's a couple other guys in there but Kerwin Walton might turn out to be one of Roy Williams most important recruits um, when we're talk doing these podcasts three four years from now I mean the the kid has been fantastic let's go inside because this is where you know Mark Williams for Duke who I like I think he's fantastic I think he's um, got a lot of upside I half joked on Twitter that he's played himself into the first round (laughs) of the league with his performances tonight in the last couple games. But Dewey, the bottom line is Duke has nobody to guard when Carolina plays two bigs and both bigs are active. And again, that was the key here. Uh, What did you see that impressed you tonight that we may have not seen from the rest of them? I mean, uh, De'Ron Sharp, if he's going to cross over and drive the lane and then try to put up a lefty layup, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Dayron I thought was really, even though his stat line didn't show it, Dayron was really impressive tonight. Made a couple really nice passes to your point. Took, took some, uh, some plays off the bounce and tried to get to the rim. Uh, Bay Cup was really aggressive. Even that offensive foul they called on him where he bulldozed through. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, Williams or uh, I might have been Coleman, and then one hand dunked it. It just shows you his mentality, I felt, for this game tonight, and he was really up for it and uh, and brought emotion. And then Walker with a tip dunk, and he had a beautiful post move. But we just keep coming at you in waves from the, from the post position, and I just I say this every time we talk, Tommy, but it's just another reason why you have got to get a shot. You heard Bill say it in the coverage. If you were listening to ESPN, he said Carolina just has to get a shot because they're so big and so gifted on the backboard and in the post that chances are we're going to get the offensive rebound. So to turn it over 20 times, we're just taking away the ability for our bigs to dominate even further. And yet it was still. Abundantly clear. Matthew Hurt wanted no part of guarding our guys, especially in the second half down the stretch. He don't want to bang down there with those guys. And you can imagine what it's like to be on the opposing team and start the game dealing with Garrison and Armando. And then we bring Sharp off the bench, and then Sharp goes out, or or, or Bay guy goes out, and then we bring Walker into the game. I mean, we have such a presence on the interior. If we could just take care of the ball better, we could. You know, really put a hurting on teams more often than we do.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like in football, end every possession with a kick. Uh, I mean, if Carolina could end every possession with a shot, yeah, it, it changed. You know, they're not they're they're not sitting here in what are they sixth finished sixth in the ACC. They're they're in the top three or four without question. But you know, it has been fascinating for me to watch the Bigs progress, and I'm gonna come back to Garrison Brooks. Preseason player of the year, which was a little ridiculous. And, you know, he said earlier in the week that he doesn't think about that kind of stuff, but it, they do. Uh, I mean, everybody does. You see that stuff. Um, but for him to come out, and Dewey, you mentioned the rolled ankle, um, they worked some wonders on him in that locker room. Mike, we've talked a lot about garrison we've banged on garrison a fair amount over the course um, of his four years whether it's his you know down looking face or or whatever he does when he doesn't play well but i I just it was cool to see him happy tonight it was cool to see him play and then he hits two threes Uh, i mean speak to what you saw from brooks as a senior as a leader that's been through so much
0: yeah i think he um he he's a good kid and I, I think you could see that in the interaction with coach and just how he got emotional you know you don't you don't do that if you're a jerk you know what I'm saying like I, I think he's a good guy I think he's worked really hard I think there were some unfair expectations on him at the beginning of the year uh, you know he's probably not a guy that probably should have been in the conversation for ACC play of the year but based off how well he played last year he was definitely in the mix and and he's done a lot of really good things for us this year I mean uh, 14 and five tonight to step back three kind of really got him rolling tonight and then he stepped into another three and banged it home thought the third three was maybe a little uh heat check kind of a situation <laughs> and, but um you know you're up 20 shoot your shot kind of a deal um last time you'll get to do it in the smith center so uh didn't mind that as much but now nah, he's he's uh he's been through with the ups and the downs and and i think he's uh we're gonna you know he's a a solid presence, a senior leader. Um, I I would like his be honest with you personally, like we talked about his body language to be a little better at times when things aren't going well. I do think he generally plays hard. Um, and he's just, a you know, stabilizing force for the most part down there. And, And it was good to see him go out with a great game tonight. Um, and getting subbed out and and giving Coach a big old hug and Coach Rob a hug, and all the guys were happy for him. So that was good to see.
2: Yeah, and then to see him react the way he did with Sterling getting the shot. Dewey, uh, today on the Inside Carolina Live show, and I keep talking about it because it's really a fun show, we had Bobby Frazier Mm -hmm. and and talked to Bobby about some stuff and then brought up the Duke hate. And he was like, yeah, that's why I came on this show to talk about. I mean, (laughs) you guys have lived it. You've been in it. Um, You mentioned the sweep of Duke right out the gate here, uh, again, I'm going to ask the former player, the Carolina family question, beating Duke on senior night, uh, does it get any better personally um, for former guys, current guys, anybody that's put on that uniform uh, to do what Carolina did tonight?
1: No, no, I don't think so. I mean, obviously you care more about ultimately how your team finishes the season, right? You want to hang a banner and and we're one of the few programs that, legitimately every year when we get together first first running first conditioning first meeting when we say we're doing all this because we can win a national championship we actually mean it every year right not every program they may say it but deep down not every program actually believes that there's a handful right and and every year we set out with that goal in mind so that that's what you're working towards and you could lose twice the Duke and lose them him in the ACC tournament and not care if you hung a banner, but um, you don't always get to. So when you think back, I think back of my senior night, uh, which was the Henderson-Hansborough game. Um, but what, what mattered most is that we won and that we won the ACC after, uh, after sweeping them that night. And that, those are things you remember. That was 14 years ago. I remember everything about it. And uh, so you do hold on to those moments a little bit more obviously the famous 06 game at Cameron uh, when Tyler and those guys were freshmen my junior year. You'll never forget it. You remember everything about it. Uh, so it is different when you play them. And, you know, just, I think you gotta be honest, the, the players changed that Duke has, but Shashevsky's always there. And there's just, you know, if you're a Carolina guy, you just don't like him. You just don't like him, And that's it. I mean, you don't hate him or anything like that, but you sure as hell don't like him. You don't like the way he talks to the refs. You don't like the way he looks. You don't like the way he complains. You don't like any of it. He's just nobody likes him if you're a Carolina guy. And so it feels that much better to look down and see them, 11 and 11, miss the tournament for the first time in 26 years, it would appear. that That's part of it, too. It
2: feels good to see him do bad. Yeah, Brooke, you feel the same way? You're, you're pretty soft-spoken. Um.
0: Yeah, I'd say ditto to all that. I don't know how much I can actually (laughs) add to that verbally. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I really think a lot of people's disdain for Duke stems from Krzyzewski. I mean, I don't necessarily – like, the players are so interchangeable at this point. Half of them are there for a year or two at the most. So, I mean, you really don't have any particular disdain for any one player, you know, um, anymore, really. And so – yeah, it's pretty much toshevsky and once he leaves, I'm sure my animosity or animus towards Duke will probably subside a little bit, and we'll be a little more uh, low-key with it all. I still love to love to beat him every chance we get, but um, yeah, I mean, early on in my career, we we, we, we put it on him pretty good, but the last two or three years, they really took it to us, so it's it's kind of neat to uh, – it's an ebb and flow. It, it, it goes in um, cycles, but uh, it feels good to win these last two, get a season sweep, and and hopefully that'll propel us. And hopefully, like we, hopefully uh, we put the final nail in their coffin. I'm hoping for the NCAA tournament, so that's also nice too to be able to deliver that tonight. Hopefully, yeah.
1: And not sorry, Tommy, not to make it just Shashovsky too. Just like it, it's their assistance also. Just like stories that I know of, like stuff that's happened, it, like stuff that's happened to West, like in the summer on the AAU circuit or in the airport, like just stuff like that that. They're so irritating. I'm getting fired up now. They're (laughs) they're so irritating in the way they carry themselves and and this holier-than-thou attitude. And look, they've been great. Krzyzewski's an incredible coach. They've hung a bunch of banners. Amazing program. On par with us. There's no argument for any of those things. But I I promise you this, if you ran into Coach Davis or Coach Rob or any of the past assistants that Brooke played for or I, I played for, They act different than the Duke assistants do. And and that's the kind of stuff, you know, behind the scenes that makes it even more true and more real. Uh, Like Shire has done stuff to Wes as coaches that I'm like, dude, what? And it's just it's so frustrating that they continue to act like that. And so it makes nights like tonight that much better.
2: Yeah, red meat for the masses. I, I, You know, I told when Bobby and I were talking today on the show, I said back when I was at Carolina, I graduated in 93, so when they won the national championship senior year and all, those guys would come around. I mean, there were Duke guys at, in Chapel Hill all the time, and then something switched. And I'm not quite sure exactly what it was, but it's just not that way anymore. And I think it's Shashevsky. but to your point, Dewey, you're right about the assistance. I mean, it's just different. Um, and I didn't mean to get you stirred up after no, Carolina I was won. But, yeah, that. well, I kind of meant to. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's always interesting to hear you guys talk about it because I don't think fans are on this level, right? So it's a huge dislike from the fans. But you guys have lived it and been in it and know the stories, the true stories. And you know they that. punched my teammate in the face. Yeah, and Bob also said you could have been a legend if you'd have done what I said. You should have uh-huh. gone after Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Fun times, man. I will never not give you a hard time about that, Dewey. I love you, though. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's let's look forward. Maybe we'll come back, circle around, and have a, a Duke hate podcast with all you guys one day. But let's look at the ACC tournament. Carolina's going to play, I think it's Notre Dame or Wake Forest on uh, at the late game on Wednesday, it looks like. Mike, how does Carolina prevent this ebb and flow? You know they've been really good and really bad. I mean, as good as they look tonight, they looked just as bad if not worse, five days ago. Well, they just won a big game so So what do they need to change going into this a c c tournament?
0: Golly, if we had the answer to that, we could bottle oh, it up yeah. and sell it right um <laughs> make a make a killing um You know, kind of just to piggyback what Dewey said earlier and what we've said all year, I mean, if they can take care of the ball on a consistent basis, keep their turnovers to probably 12 or fewer, get the ball up on the glass, attack the glass with abandon, uh, they'll be fine. Um, I have no problem or no concern that they won't be fine. Uh, I don't know if we're going to shoot it as well as we did tonight. I mean, we some nights we'll make eight for 17 and some nights we're two for 19. You know, so, uh, you know, as long as we get some type of – Reasonable three point percentage and keep our turnovers at 12 or minimum. I feel like I feel good about any game we play moving forward. Um, You know, I feel like we should have an advantage in the first round, but like I said, um, you just never know sometimes how we're going to roll uh, from game to game. But hopefully, we can build off this and. Just come out with a strong effort. You know, we we're we're not I think we're in the tournament. I feel like we're pretty comfortable in, but you know, we we don't want to leave any doubt. We don't want to leave it up to the committee. We want to go out and play well, get on a nice little run here, win a few games, and see if we can't go into the NCW tournament with a little bit of momentum.
2: Dewey, I'll let you wrap it up. Carolina's got either two games left and could have up to ten games left. Mm -hmm. Speak to the finality um, that we've talked about a ton at this time of year, every every time on this podcast.
1: Yeah, you know when you guys were talking about this being Garrison's last game in the Smith Center, I was thinking about one of the weirdest feelings that I remember having—the Monday or whatever it was—the Tuesday after my senior night game, and I wasn't ever going to play again in the Smith Center. Myself and my fellow seniors—you go, you have your next practice, and you go, and you're you're at the Smith Center. It's still the Smith Center. That is when you're like, oh man, like it's only ever going to be this for me. It's only ever gonna be practice in here until we're done. And that was that was like a weird thing that happened to me. I don't know if that sounds funny or not, but it was like senior night, like I know it's my last game and I know, and like you make your speech and we won the ACC and we cut down the nets and it was all that stuff. But then the next time I went into Smith Center is when it hit me. So I feel like that is coming for Garrison and the seniors because then it's just where you practice forever. It's never a game again unless you're one row back. And it's just super weird. Um, so I think that's coming. And I just wanted to make that point. Uh, and then, you know, look, the, the betting man would say Carolina's season ends with one of those clunker performances that we've had. Um, can they somehow be rid of those and go on a run? Well, sure. We have the talent to do it. We have the, the size to really pound anybody we play from here on out, kill them on the glass and dominating the post. Can we shoot it well enough? Can we limit the opponent's open threes? Can we make free throws? Can we not turn it over? It's going to be the same question before set of questions before every game. It's not changing. And so, like you said, whether we have two games left or up to 10, We're going to be asking the same thing. So it'd be really fun. You know, I don't know that anybody thinks we're in the national championship, but it'd be really fun to go on a run, win two, three, four games in the ACC tournament, make it to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, and take all that momentum into next year and find out who stays and who goes. That'd be a great way to put a ball on this. Don't know if it'll happen, but, boy, we'd be happy to get to the second weekend of the tournament.
2: Yep, and they certainly can do it. They, they just got to do it, and I think taking care of the ball and ending every possession with a shot we'll, we'll can do that for North Carolina. Dewey and Michael, it's always been a pleasure, man. You guys don't understand how much fun I have doing these. I hope you all have the same amount of fun, um, but I appreciate you all joining me. Carolina, 18-point win sweeps Duke. Not a bad way to end the regular season for this crew. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt. I say it all the time because I mean it all the time. 10% off if you're an Inside Carolina Premium subscriber. And rate us, review us, and subscribe. We'll see you again soon.
1: Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.